What's going on, Javi Lobby? It's your boy, Javier Javier, back with another video. This time, I'm going to be doing a video about Andrew Tate's interview with the BBC. So without further ado, let's jump into it and see how this goes. Should be crazy. Andrew Tate. You've agreed to do an interview with the BBC today. Yep. The material is going to be published on television, on radio, online. Perfect. We are doing an interview with you because you're facing some very serious allegations. Correct. Rape, human trafficking. Yep. She's talking to him like a kid, kind of like... I mean, she's talking very slow, like, I need you to understand exactly why we're here. And also because there's a great deal of concern about the things you say and the impact that they have on young people, on women. I don't think the concerns about the things I say, I think the concern is for the level of influence I have and the reach I have. I would argue that a lot of the things that are already out there inside of the legacy media and the matrix as a whole are far more damaging than the things I say. Concern about the influence you have being a harmful influence, but let's start with the allegations. Not necessarily a harmful influence. The fact that I have I'm massively influential over the youth, and I understand that, but it's my influence as a whole which people are afraid of, not necessarily the things I say. Let's start with the allegations. Have you raped anybody? Absolutely not. Have you trafficked anybody? <laughs> Absolutely not. Exploited any women? For Absolutely money? not. But you have admitted using emotional manipulation to get women to work in the webcam industry for you. No. Firstly, let's, let's begin. At the, let's start at the beginning. I'm facing charges. The one, the first one you mentioned, the rape one's already thrown out by a judge because there's no evidence of it. Secondly, it's very difficult for me to sit here and have a very frank and honest conversation with you while we're in the territory of Romania about a legal case that's going on within Romania. I have to protect myself. I've agreed to do an interview with you, and I want to be as honest with you as possible. But I can't incriminate myself in any way. I have to be very careful of what I talk about. There are no charges yet. Correct. There the are no charges. There are no charges. And, I would, and I've agreed to speak to you. But I have to be as honest and frank as I can while also protecting myself and following my legal counsel. So let's talk about what you've said yourself then. You have said on the website, your original website for the Husband's University. I mean, to be fair, like, um, when it comes to the situation right here, it's like, I don't understand why Andrew Tate would agree to do an interview. Um, if we already know that there are going to be certain issues or topics you can't discuss, and we know that people are mostly interested in his thoughts surrounding the case and trying to figure out exactly the ins and outs of what he's being accused of, where he stands, what's his defense. I mean, that's what people are really excited about. Uh, and if you're an Andrew Tate fan, you probably are engaged with him because you're watching his content about, you know, the manosphere or red pill, uh, et cetera, et cetera, however they describe it. But you're not necessarily, you know, following him to find out what's going on with the case unless you are actually trying to defend him in some case. But other than that, the only people who would be watching this who are not Andrew Tate fans are people who are going to be interested in the actual case. So, I mean, it's only natural for the BBC to want to talk about that, right? That you emotionally manipulated women to fall in love with you so that you could get them working in the sex industry for your financial gain. As I said, I have to be very careful with what I say, but let's put it this way. No women are coming out against me and accusing me of doing it. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Who? There's <laughs> testimony from the current investigation. The current investigation, which I cannot discuss, which I know intimately and you don't, I can tell you right now 
that the late, the women who are in this case file, there are two American women who have been caught already admitting they're lying, and then nobody else is accusing me of anything. To begin with, it's very common in cases like this that the alleged victims do not always see themselves as victims. Well, that's very interesting. But that's a very... Uh... Okay, they said that people in this case don't always necessarily consider themselves victims. I mean, the the biggest conflict of interest here when it comes to that statement is if you're arguing a victimless crime, because on one hand, I mean, if a person doesn't consider themselves a victim, are they a victim? I mean, one could argue that the state or the government can press charges against you for something, even if it's a victimless crime, or even if the person doesn't identify themselves as a victim, even though you probably did some criminal activity against them. Not saying that he did, but whatever the case may be, this is semantics at this point, because it shouldn't even matter necessarily what the women consider themselves as. The question should be, did Andrew Tate break the law? And if he broke the law, it doesn't matter whether or not they see themselves as victims or not. It should matter if he broke the law. Now, on the other hand, if their case is dependent upon certain women giving certain testimonies about him doing, et cetera, et cetera, and those women are claiming he didn't do those things, if that is the bulk of their case, if they're hanging their case on that, then there is no case. But like I said, it may just be that enough, not enough information has come to light to decide on whether or not these women were actually victimized, regardless if they feel like victims or not. It's actually extremely interesting because if I was a matrix controlled organization and my goal was to slander somebody and try and destroy their name, you're telling me that they've chosen a crime, which one is heinous, of course, because it damages the person's credibility. And two, you're saying that even if everyone else involved, if you have five people and everyone's sitting there saying, no, nobody's hurt anybody, we like Andrew. We've all worked together. We're friends, etc. That's not what everybody's saying. Um, no. You know, here's another thing, right? Like, and this is one aspect of a lot of content creators that I don't like. Um, and this is something that is heavily, you know, claimed on the right side. And I don't necessarily think that Andrew Tate considers himself to be a right winger or anything like that. But it's this idea of like, I'm going to paint a target on my back. I'm going to tell you that the things that I'm saying or the things that I'm doing is going to cause people to come after me. And then if they come after me, then all of a sudden I'm a victim or I'm somehow being attacked or they're coming after me. But is this not what you wanted? Is this not what you expected? And if you feel as if you're saying something or doing something that's going to cause the, the matrix or the legacy media or whatever to come after you, then you should be prepared for that. Like you should take every necessary precaution to make sure that they can't trip you up no matter the circumstance or the case. Now it, it could be possible that Andrew Tate has done that. It, it, that he shielded himself as much as he possibly could and they still find a way to come after him. It could also be possible that maybe Andrew Tate did something and they're coming after him. It could be either or. It doesn't necessarily matter what side of the fence you sit on when it comes to whether you like Andrew Tate or don't like Andrew Tate. The only thing that should matter is did he break the law? Did he break the law? I don't care how you feel about Andrew Tate. Did he break the law? And if he didn't break the law, then he shouldn't go to jail. If he did break the law, then he should suffer the consequences. But a lot of people pick sides based on who they like and who they don't like. And that's the biggest problem when it comes to cases like this. Because when you have the public weighing in on whether a person is guilty or not guilty, it can skew justice. It can interfere in the process on whether or not we find out justice. Now, it's a double-edged sword. If 
the government is coming after somebody wrongfully and enough people are not standing up and sticking up to that per, uh, to that government, then they may get away with anything and they may cut corners or they may fabricate information or evidence to in order to convict somebody. And this has happened in the past where people were convicted of a crime just to find out years later, sometimes decades later, that evidence was tampered with. People were forced to give certain statements. So it's kind of chaotic on both sides of the spectrum. And there's not necessarily a right answer here. What will happen will happen. And at the end of the day, regardless of what happens, you as an individual, as a human being who considers yourself decent, should want the right thing to happen, regardless of how you feel. And sad to say, in cases like this, we may never know. Let me read you some of the testimony from the current investigation. Can I finish? One of, can I finish one of the witnesses said, Can I finish? Please? You're not answering the can question I, I asked please? you. You're not answering the question I asked you. I am answering the question. You're Let saying, me read you the testimony you're saying, of one of the witnesses. You're saying the people who are involved in this, even if they say they're not victims, that they're still going to try and attack me and pretend they're victims. Treated as victims by the case that's ongoing. And not all of them are saying that. One of the witnesses says, we can't just, we, we can't go into the case. The case is open and active. Well, let's just be clear that not all of the witnesses in the case are behaving in the way you describe. And even those that are, it doesn't bar them from being treated as victims by the prosecution by the case. We have an open criminal investigation. I am absolutely not really sure I'll be found innocent. I know the case better than you. I know it intimately and you don't. I have seen all the criminal files and the evidence against me and you haven't. I know the truth of what happens and you don't. And I'm telling you absolutely not really, I've never hurt anybody, that the case that's been put against me is completely not fabricated and I'm never gonna be found guilty of anything. And it's- all right, now, uh, Andrew Tate decided to take this interview, right? And I, by all means, I think that he should definitely say what he just said. The I wouldn't decide one way or the other on whether or not he's telling the truth or not because honestly, I mean, what would you expect him to say? When has anybody ever sat in front of a camera and literally just said, I'm guilty of all the things that they convict, like they're trying to convict me of? I mean, it wouldn't be a smart move. It wouldn't be intelligent. And I mean, don't tell on yourself. I mean, that makes sense. And even if he did do it, he shouldn't say he did it on national television or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, I would argue that uh, he had this interview. He knew it was going to be asked. But I mean, you do the best that you can to manage exactly what's going on. But I just want y'all to be aware of the fact that this is just one-on-one when you are facing criminal charges. You do not go out and just start telling people you're guilty, nor would I expect anybody to. So if he did say he was guilty, that would be shocking news. And let I mean, look, Bill Clinton said he did not have sexual relations with that woman. And everybody knows at this point he did. So like, even Bill Clinton, the president of the United States, wasn't going to come out and say he was guilty or something, even though he was. But at the same time, Andrew Tate might be telling the truth. It's very difficult for me to answer your in-depth questions because we're sitting here inside of the territory of Romania. I'm beholden to the Romanian legal system. And I'm not going to incriminate myself because you're trying to prod me. You are wrong. And we're going to have to accept that for now and ask and, and talk about something else. Let me read you then what you have said about sure. what you have done. Sure. You have said... <laughs> My job was to meet a girl, go on a few dates, sleep with her, get her to fall in love with me to the point where she'd do anything I say and then get her on webcam so we we could become rich together. 
I don't think that's what I personally said. I think that's, that's exactly what no, you said. That's, 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 no, I've never said that. That's something that you found on the internet. Doesn't mean I've said it. And, and, and again, this this uh is so frustrating. It's so frustrating because it's one of those situations where like if you have a person who's done like countless amount of content, there can be a number of things happening here. For one, he could have said something and don't remember saying it. That's possible. For two, if he did say it and it makes him look bad, especially in the circumstance that he's in, admitting to it would definitely count against him at this point. So, I mean, it's kind of automatic that he's going to deny it. Now, on the flip side, if he did say it and he's denying it and we have evidence of him saying it, then it makes him look even worse because, like, now we know you're just capable of lying straight to somebody's face. And if the evidence is out there, if you can go watch a video where he says that, given the context surrounding it, it sounds bad depending on what was being said at the time. But also, it's possible for them to take things out of context or take clips and edit out exactly what a person was talking about and what referencing what he was referencing to and use it to look bad. A lot of that can happen. So what you have to do is you have to actually go chase down the video and try to find out for yourself exactly what he said, what he meant when he said it, what was the context surrounding it. A lot of work. And who has the time for that? I think nobody, but the people who do, if you're not on the prosecution or you're not on the defense, it doesn't necessarily do you any favors. Now, if you're trying to make up your mind, like if you are honestly, genuinely sitting on the fence about entertain at this point, and you're trying to figure out exactly where you stand on this guy, then by all means, have a field day and go chase down every single clip you can find of him and see what this guy actually thinks. Once again, if any female on the planet has a problem with me, I strongly recommend her to go to the police and try and pursue me for criminal charges. It's actually very interesting that me, one of the most famous people in the world, who's been vilified by the legacy media and placed it all over the internet, while everyone has attacked me from every single angle, while federal agencies from multiple countries have called over 2,000 women who know me, we stand here with zero new accusations since my arrest. Zero. If you took any famous person, any man of substantial wealth, and you called 2,000 women who knew him, They'd find an ex-girlfriend is upset. Somebody who wants money who's upset. They called 2,000 people who knew me and could not find a single woman to make a new complaint. The only, the only... All right. Now, there are some credence to that. Like, if people usually have a repetition of behavior. Now, that says nothing about the fact that you can possibly have been a good guy in front of everybody you knew and then did something horrible to one person or two people. Like, it's possible. I mean, there are serial killers who lived their entire life where everybody thought they were decent people, but they were burying people in the backyard. Like, this is a muddled conversation because there's nothing solid to grasp on here. And, I mean, coming into this video, you know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to have the news reporter who's doing their job by trying to, like, you know, hammer home some hard questions and get information out of him, but he's going to defend himself under any circumstance. Like, you already know exactly what you're going to get. Only complaints they have against me are the initial complaints, which we can prove are lies, and that's where it stands. So I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and allow you to pretend that I'm some kind of evil predator. When actually, I'd argue the fact, I'd argue the fact that people who've been investigated to the level I've been investigated to, if you take the average man on the street and investigate his entire life for 14 months, call everyone who's ever known him, and vilify him in the media, and encourage people to come forward for money, and you try to contact every ex-girlfriend that's ever had. You would, would come forward and accuse those people 
on rape and accuse those I think that you would have a lot more, I think you would have a lot more flack than I've got. I'm actually such a nice person that I've never had anyone come spoken to somebody since your arrest who says exactly those things, that with you, it's all manipulation. There's an ulterior... Is this Sophie? Is this Sophie? Oh, Sophie, the the fake name, no face, no story that was invented. to please him and wanting him to be happy. All right, so here's another situation that you have to run into. Is like Andrew Tate is upset about the fact that like there's this chick, I guess, named Sophie, who makes these claims, but she's anonymous. She's completely anonymous, right? Well, two things. It's either or, right? On one hand, Sophie is some fabricated person who created a story to try to take down Andrew Tate for the sake of the government or the matrix, as he says, or on the other other hand, Andrew Tate's a very famous person with a lot of followers and people who are willing to go to bat for him. And if this person's identity is put out into the public, they will be brutally harassed and attacked. I mean, like I said, very muddy waters here. And on top of that, like, I mean, You could argue that a person is definitely a target by just being famous. There are some cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs people out there who will do anything to try to get some level of success or wealth by attacking a famous person any way that they can. There are people out there who are nuts. And on the other hand, when you're a famous person, you have to go out of your way to make sure that you're never put in a circumstance like this. Um... It's a very hard thing to pull off, especially when you're somebody who talks about male and female relationships and you fall on the line of traditional masculinity and feminine femininity. And people are just like in the West, they're not going to appreciate you for that. That That's just a fact. That I was just kind of, yeah, okay, do whatever you want. And what is she, accu- has she accused me of a crime? This imaginary Sophie? She's making the point that there is- Has a she accused me of a crime? Emotional- Women will put themselves, not not all women, but there are women out there who will put themselves in a situation and fabricate a story. That will happen. Psychological manipulation. I've asked you a question and I've allowed you into my house. I'm asking you a question. Correct, but you're not the boss here because I've allowed you into my house. <laughs> I'm asking you the question. Correctly, and I'm telling you. You get to decide. All right, now, Andrew Taylor's pulling this card of like, I let you into my house, I'm asking you a question, right? But, bro, honestly, you're in an interview. You're the one being interviewed. You're not a reporter. You're not, I mean, by all means, reporters are there to ask you questions. Like the answer. No, we're equal here. I've allowed you into my house. You don't come here with a position of authority. I'm doing you the favor as legacy media, giving you relevance by speaking to you. And I'm telling you now, this Sophie, which the BBC has invented, which she's no face of, nobody knows who she is. The BBC did not invent. Of course not. And she, because you never invent anything. And she's not, she's not following. Now, Andrew Tate is hitting back hard about the BBC's reputation, right? Which is um, a useful tactic, I, I, I would argue. Like, if, if any time that you feel like you're being mistreated or unfairly targeted by um, your interviewer, uh, you can insult the reputation of that media institution because it automatically discredits anything that they're saying. And it will work for a lot of people. I would argue that right now at the current moment of me watching this interview, I do not think that this lady, this BBC lady is out of line. I don't think she's done anything so far that is uh, unexpected by people in the media. Here, I'm going to interview this controversial figure and people have a lot of questions. I'm going to try to ask them the hard questions and get to the bottom of these things. But 
Um, it looks good to a certain type of person when they see that their famous celebrity or their famous role model is punching back. And Andrew Tate has put himself in the perfect position to punch back and their people are going to rally to the side for it. I'm not like kudos to him for like, you know, setting it up that way. I mean, this is all about tactics at this point, because what you think of him, you already think of him at this moment. Andrew Tate is, uh, I guess the reason he's probably doing this interview, because like I said, there's certain things he can't talk about, is to try to, you know, rebuild um, more of his reputation as being the guy that everybody knows him as. And his audience is definitely going to say, look at Andrew Tate fighting the good fight. And this is just double down on what people already think of him. Bottom of charges against me. What are we talking about here? What is she saying? talking about emotional manipulation has she, the sex industry for your financial gain. Absolute garbage. She has not filed criminal. This person, if they exist, has not filed criminal charges against me. I welcome anybody who believes I've harmed the male or female any point in the past to file criminal charges against me. I'll fight them. I know who I am. I know what I've done. And I know the truth. And I know that I'll be found innocent of this attack. The reason I'm being attacked. Which is a fair point. If you feel like I victimized you and I committed an ego or a crime against you, file charges. Like, it's that simple. File charges. I mean, right? Just because of my massive influence, not because I've ever hurt anybody. And for you to sit here and say that everybody around you is saying you're innocent, but that doesn't matter because the state will say they're victims and they're just going to grab everybody you know and call everybody victims, even if they say they're not, and try and put you in jail. That is a crazy thing, but it's a, it's a flaw of the human spirit. It's the flaw of the human nature where people tend to pay more attention to the negative than the positive. So if you do have like thousands of people telling people that you're a good person, that you would never do this, people will instantly overlook those people just to find the very few people who say you're a horrible person. And like I said, you could be a horrible person and you faked it amongst all of these other people. But at the same time, if we're being fair, why don't we give the same weight to like, especially if it's a numerous amount of people saying that you wouldn't do those things or you didn't do those things versus the small people who say you are. Like I said, I'm not arguing in favor or against Andrew Tate at this point. You just have to understand both sides of it. And it's more so about how we as individuals decide that we're going to look on cases like this and situations like this. And we should reserve judgment until the facts and the evidence comes out. And you don't have to make up your mind about anything beforehand. A lot of people go on the internet and try to make up their minds about things before they have any information and evidence. And we've learned time and time again that it's the worst thing you can do. It's okay to reserve judgment. It's okay not to have an opinion. It's perfectly fine. And then some people will try to bully you and try to make you seem like you're copping out or whatever. But screw those. Screw those people. Like, honestly, who cares what they have to say? You are describing a matrix attack. You're not describing human trafficking. I'm describing women who are going to court to accuse you of rape and human trafficking. We will see. Now, I would argue I don't buy into this matrix uh, idea. Uh, are there powerful individuals who collude with each other and conspire? Yes, of course. But nowhere near on the level of society as a whole. Uh, you have people with their individual motives who use their power and influence to try to push things in the direction that they want to go. Sometimes it aligns with other companies or corporations or governments, but for the most part, people are sloppy. People have their own personal interests with conflict with other people's personal interests. And it's hard to keep a, a conspiracy of a certain size secret because people have a hard time just not talking, whether it's to their children, to their spouses, or to some friend that they trust. Like, 
if you want to argue that there's a matrix, I would argue that I don't believe that there's a matrix, but I will say that there are small matrices with throughout society. There are different matrices going on and competing for different interests within society. And depending on where you fall, you could have a few of those small cells coming after you. And I mean, the only way I could see other matrices like jumping in and defend you as if it's in their best interest. What women go, we will see what women go to court in this trial. And maybe I just have a misunderstanding what the matrix actually means. Um, like I said, I don't watch a lot of this content as far as the manosphere and things of that sort. I mean, I'm a married guy. Um, I have a job and I never really had any problem with women for that most part. So it never was something that like literally appealed to me. Um, I don't have a problem with women. I never had a problem with women. So it was never for me. So like I said, if the matrix means something more, explain it to me in the conversation. Let me know exactly what your definition of the matrix or how he uses it if I'm missing something. We'll see which women go Can I finish, please? We'll see which women go for. I'm describing women who are going to court to accuse you of rape and human Sophie trafficking. Sophie hasn't gone to court. Sophie doesn't exist. And I'm describing women who have spoken to the BBC at length. Sophie doesn't exist. And other media <laughs> about what they say is emotional manipulation and coercion. And I'm quoting back to you your own words where you describe They're not my words. The words, you found, the words you found on the internet, and Sophie doesn't exist. On so let's website, move on to the next subject. Your voice. Move on to the next subject. No. I've heard other content creators say that he said this. Um, and, bro, I've seen some clips of Andrew Tate. He said some things, and I completely just, like, were, like, lost on exactly what I was saying. Sometimes I'll try to chase down exactly the whole video or whatever the case may be. And sometimes some of the things he says doesn't make a lot of sense to me, even within context. But there have been times where people cut clips of him that taken out of context will sound horrible. You got I don't know which one this is, but like uh, there are plenty of uh, other content creators out there who go more in depth in his content, which I'm not I'm not about to do because I honestly don't care. I don't care to chase down another man's career and try to end him or try to find dirt on him and push it out. You make your own bed and you lay in it. Make your own bed and you lay in it. I'm covering this content because I thought it would be interesting and I thought it would be something that a lot of my audience would be interested in. And, you know, it's been a while since I've, you know, covered an Andrew Tate video and I thought this would be, you know, kind of cool. I think I'll stick on this one for a minute. So there's other places in that same website where you say you get girls to fall in love with you and they do it because they love you, because they want to do what you say. Convincing women to take part in some kind of business arrangement doesn't work long term because they're emotional. You've got to get them to fall in love with you. What's That's coercion. That's emotional manipulation. That's abuse. What you found <laughs> are clips from the internet. I mean, to be fair, like, okay, I know the law says that you can't do that. You cannot, you know, manipulate somebody into doing some kind of sexual activity for your financial gain, or whatever it may be. But, like, I mean, do companies not do that on a regular basis by manipulating people in order to work for them because people need food, shelter, and got to pay their bills, et cetera, et cetera? Like, uh, there are a lot of people working dead-end jobs that they hate or doing things that they can't stand because emotionally – uh, they don't have any leverage because they know that they have to make money somehow and companies will exploit that. It, it, it saddens me the fact that our country is so organized around protecting corporations at all costs, whereas the individual doesn't get any protections. Now, that doesn't say whether or not 
like what they're describing is right. I think it's wrong. If, if a person manipulates somebody in order for financial gain by exploiting their body to do so, I think that's wrong. But I think it's wrong no matter who does it, whether it's a human being or a corporation. Now, I got to dangle some rope here because I feel as if two consenting adults should be able to do whatever they want. And it's up to you to safeguard yourself as an adult to not be emotionally manipulated. There's a level of responsibility there that I think that we have to take into account, which a lot of people will not. For example, if Andrew Tate said that you women are emotionally weak, you cannot disagree with him if you're going to then turn around and say that these women were emotionally manipulated by him. Are they weak or are they not? Because if they're not, then they have to be fully responsible for what happened. If they are, then are you saying that there are women out there who are just not trusted to make decisions with their body and that we should safeguard or protect them from themselves? I mean, however you fall on that, you just got to be consistent. Some text from the internet, and you're going to sit here and tell me that's the reason I should be your website, your words. It's not my website. I don't think Andrew Tate should be necessarily mad at her or going against her. I think he should just, you know, stick with his guns and say, you know, I don't believe that, or this is not what I said. And that's the end of it. And keep it straightforward. Um, because there's really no reason to be combative against this woman because honestly, like she can say whatever the hell she wants. I mean, it's how you respond. Because that's her job to try to trick you or to catch you or try to get some information out of you. But, you know, she's just doing her job. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Check my website. Next. <laughs> it's the website you've taken down. And I wonder why those comments have been taken down. No website. No website's been taken down. My website is the same. It's been the same for a very long time. The comments on this website, on the original website, have been taken down. And I wonder why. You are accusing me, I'm guessing. What you're trying to say is you're accusing me and you're trying to say that I'm guilty of the things I'm accused of and I'm emotionally manipulating people. I'm saying that you have said you emotionally manipulated people here for your own financial gain. No, absolutely not. And I'm asking you about that. Absolutely not is the answer. I look forward to the end of this trial. I look forward to clearing my name. I look forward to the BBC and the legacy media having to say not guilty and having to tell the truth. As I've said before, the only other person who's been found despite absolute rigorous, destructive levels of investigation and prodding into my life is this imaginary Sophie by the BBC who doesn't exist. And if you were to find any single other man on earth and try and analyze his life forensically to the level they've done mine, you would find genuine damaged people. I don't hurt people. I wouldn't say any man. I think most people are not like rapists or uh, sex explorers or traffickers or whatever the case may be. You know, you might find somebody doing some weird Google searches or something like that or watching some weird porn or whatever the case may be. But for the most part, I don't think so. But, I mean, uh, I mean, like, if Andrew Tate is as bad as they say he is, I do believe that they would have found more. I mean, I will say that. Now, that's not to say he didn't do what they accused him of. What I'm saying is if he is as bad as they say he is, the people who are against him, I do believe given the amount of scrutiny that this man has, they would have found much more. Or either he's not as bad as they say he is. It's not just... Thousands of women have come out in my defense. Thousands of women have come out in my defense, and you don't mention that. Thousands of women come out in my defense. See, this is a, a problem for Andrew Tate. And the reason I say this is a problem for him is 
you claim that women are emotionally weak or that men need to be in control and women, you know, like women have all of these issues and, you know, but you put yourself in a situation to where thousands of women could lie. A person who's concerned about the the nature or the culture surrounding women these days would not put themselves in a vulnerable situation for women to even be put in a situation where they could lie. You would probably keep your distance from most of them. Maybe get you one female girlfriend or two if you into that and kind of, you know, stay clear, do your thing. But like when you introduce more and more women into your life, you 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 increase the chances of somebody saying something about you, even if it's not true. It's the problem is when women accuse you of serious crimes. Okay. Like well, let's agree that That's thousands of women. Uh, let's agree that it's thousands. It's not a problem that some people say you haven't done it. It's a problem that some people say you have. Thousands of women come out in my defense, and as we stand right now, we have an open criminal investigation. People who are involved in the criminal investigation are saying we're not victims of anything. Andrew's fine. He's never hurt us. You're saying, no, I have the opposite to that. I have to counter that. I have someone called Sophie. Well, it's not necessarily about that. It's about a thousand women can't clear you of what one, one, one woman said. If one woman accused you of doing a crime or doing something, if the thousand women wasn't there, they can't witness and testify to that exact accusation in which you're facing. They can't absolve you of that. They can speak to your reputation. They can speak to you as a person. And maybe they can weigh that in court as to your character. But it doesn't necessarily say whether or not you're guilty of what that one woman is accusing you of. No face, fake name, who we've invented. And she's not accusing you of anything criminal. So I don't see the whole point you trying to make You say you manipulate women. They say you manipulate women. Why wouldn't people think you do? I'm not here. Do you think I'm manipulating you? I'm asking you about the testimony you've given on your website and the testimony oh, you've printed it. something off all right so now she's doubling down on the fact that even though he denied these things she's saying you said these things you did these things and i'm asking you about it he's denying it i think as an interviewer if you can't get somebody to admit to something then you can't establish a base a basis for continuing another question as if that person admitted to it that's a bad tactic you do not First of all, you don't ask a question you don't already know the answer to. And secondly, if you don't get the answer that you're expecting, you don't continuously go down the same line of question as if that person is admitted to what you're asking them. So if he were to answer that question in a different way, then he would have to accept premise A and premise B on which he already denied. That you found on Reddit, and you're going to sit here and say that that makes me a bad person. I'm saying that you should know better as a journalist and, and do some proper journalism. Let's <laughs> you should answer my question. I, I, I already have, and we should move on. She's just trying to start arguing. It's not only about the criminal. Why? Why are you doing this? Why? Why? Why are you doing this? Like, if you invited her to do the interview, apparently she's not conducting the interview in the way that you think or that you see fit. Call off the interview. Is that some? Call off the interview. I mean, because right now. Anybody's watching this is not really gaining much from this. All it is is a bunch of bickering back and forth about you said this. No, I didn't. You did this. No, I didn't. You feel this way. No, I don't. Like, I mean, what are we getting here? What is the point of this? But for sheer entertainment. <laughs> it's a much bigger issue. You've got children's organizations in the UK. You've got rape organizations in the UK. You've got the police naming you by name as someone who has a harmful influence on children and on women 
in the UK and elsewhere because of the things. So? So? I mean, I'm not responsible for what they think of me. I'm only responsible for what I say. And honestly, if they got a problem with it, just make sure their kids are not watching it. It's that simple. I mean, but ultimately, parents' job is to raise their children. I'm a content creator. I put content out there, and maybe my audience is adult men, 18 to 24, whatever the case may be. But, I mean, if kids are watching my content and coming away with the wrong, you know, impression or whatever, that's not on me. Now, at the end of the day, that's something you got to take up with the parents or whatever the case may be. But, I mean, is Andrew Tate marketing his material to kids? When the YouTube checkbox or Rumble, I don't know how that goes, but, like, are you making content for children they ask you that question in a lot of content forms so my question is is he actually going out his way to market the kids if not then you're bringing your complaints to the wrong person you know it's like me asking a famous celebrity or rapper to rap about something different because parents are allowing their children to hear their music it's like no how about you just stop your children from hearing my music things you say because of the way you present gender relations the way you say men should treat women that's very upsetting and the reason that's very upsetting is because I know that's not true. I'm genuinely a good person. I believe my impact on the world is positive. In fact, if you were to read the comment section of nearly any video I post, especially by the legacy media, 95% of the population agree with me. Yeah, which is weird because they like, yeah, it's, it goes back to that human bias that I was talking about. It's like, well, there's a lot of people who say a lot of positive things about him. But how come you don't bring that up? Like, why do you don't, why you don't balance that? Well, you know, some people said that you, you helped them with this or you did it. It's, it's just like, we're going to find all the negative stuff. And we're just going to hit you with it. Like I said, it's her job. It's her job. So I'm not mad at her. But what I'm saying is you as a viewer have to see both sides. You have to weigh it based on what the most sound logical perspective is. And it's clear that there are going to be people with positive uh, feedback about Andrew Tate's content. But we're not going to hear that from the interviewer because it doesn't serve their purpose. They're doing their job, but at the same time, you have to understand you're not getting a balanced perspective here when it comes to the questions. Most people know that the things I say are positive. Legacy media as a whole has lost all its credibility in the last three to four years. Nobody believes it. And it's a shame. It's a massive shame that BBC come here and try and push and purport this idea that I'm a dangerous person. I'm, I'm, anti, I'm, I'm anti-drugs. I've never pushed drugs or any... Uh, I'm anti-drugs, I'm anti-violence. The UK is facing a knife crime epidemic, and they're going to sit here and say, say I'm the most dangerous man in the UK. You have said you're the most dangerous man in the world. I've said I'm the most dangerous man in the world. You've also said that a woman's intimate parts belong to her male partner. I'm glad you find that funny. I find it funny that you're sitting here saying that I've said I'm the most dangerous man in the world, and and you believe that's... When did I say that? I'm asking if you believe it. No. No, you didn't say I'm asking you if you believe it. You said he said that. I know he said that he's like the most famous person in the world. I, I think I recall him saying that. And if he said it somewhere else, I'm not sure. But in this interview, he did not say he was the most dangerous person in the world. And I don't, to my knowledge, I have not seen any content where he said he's the most dangerous person in the world. And if he did say that, I would argue that based on what I do know about Andrew Tate, he was probably saying that because like, He's empowering young men and young men, uh, you know, is, is, is dangerous to empower young men because young men will start to stand up for their rights and start to take back their country or whatever the case may be. It, it probably wouldn't be like, oh, I'm the most dangerous person in the world because like I influence kids to go out and commit crime or rape or whatever the case may be. Right. You said you said you said you're the most dangerous man in the world. Is that some kind of proof that I'm dangerous? Am I Dr. Evil now? I'm telling you that it's very upsetting. <laughs> 
that you're going to sit here and that certain organizations in the world are going to try and pretend that I'm the biggest force of evil on earth when I'm genuinely I'm a force for good. I'm genuinely a force Not for good. And the, and the reason they're doing this is because of the massive influence I have over the youth. And they don't like that I'm telling the youth to think outside of the matrix and ignore things like the BBC, which come here with loaded questions and false narratives and try and paint innocent people as, as, as guilty. You said women's intimate parts belong to their male parts. I said that if a woman marries a man, she takes his last name and traditionally the man gives her away. Now, I heard this whole argument with Pierce Morgan when Pierce Morgan was trying to, um, you know, ask him about this. And that, that was his own thing. If y'all got access to that video, I definitely go check it out because I did a reaction to that Pierce Morgan situation with him. But uh, ultimately, I think that um, <laughs> we're treading in some, some, some weird waters here because, I mean, if you're looking at it from a religious perspective, then that is traditionally how a lot of religious people see the relationship between a man and a woman. When a woman marries a man, then uh, she becomes, uh, he becomes her, the head of her and he's in charge. Um, some people wouldn't use the word property, but in uh, a lot of, t like uh, around the time, a lot of these books were written and stuff like that. Women were treated like property. Um, and that's the way it was set up, but also there were certain re responsibilities and obligations that came with a man marrying a woman. But I mean, we're not here to talk about the religious perspective of marriage and things of that sort. But like I said, it all really depends on where you're coming from and how you see it. What Andrew Tate said could be seen as, uh, uh, matriarchal, uh, patriarchy, uh, endorsing the patriarchy, or it could just be that, Hey, he's just espousing traditional religious, you know, views, which is perfectly fine. And me and my household, we accept that. I don't see a problem. I've been pushing traditional religious beliefs because I'm a religious man and traditional beliefs in regards to marriage. Now, uh, now there are going to be people who attack him and say, okay, you're pushing traditional beliefs or whatever, traditional religious beliefs, but yet, you know, you talk about having relations with all of these women, you setting up cam, uh, you, you making cam girls and making your money off of women getting on, you know, camera and sharing their intimate parts and things like that. What about that is traditionally religious? I mean, you're going to fall in the pit there. And I noticed that a lot of traditional conservatives take problem with that when it comes to the manosphere or the red pill community. It's like, y'all keep talking about traditional religious values, but at the same time, you're promoting lifestyles that don't line up with that. But yet you use that in, as an excuse to talk about your perspective on women. Whew. Which everybody accepted ten to fifteen years ago. So what, that's not that's not say? that's not a crazy conspiracy theory. If you're going to sit here and say that me believing a woman should take a man's last name in marriage makes me the most dangerous man in the world, then you're just going to lose even more credibility than the BBC's already lost in the last four to five years. If that's your point, if that's your narrative, you want to say that good men luck. should be able to sleep with a lot of women outside marriage. That doesn't sound very religious. Or that's very that's not what I said. They should. All right, we're going to get into that, um, but we're going to do that over at Patreon and for the members only. So if you're not signed up at patreon.com slash the Hobby Lobby, I highly recommend you go do that so I can watch the rest of this video and get my feedback on it or become a member of the YouTube channel and you will get access to extra content. That's all I can say. And look, it's the price of a cup of coffee per month. So you can't beat that. So go over there, join me and see the rest of this conversation. With that being said, thank y'all so much for watching. Peace and glory, everybody. Be peaceful and be great. Until next time, I'm out. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the video, subscribe for more. If you would like to get access to exclusive content, consider becoming a member or a patron at patreon.com slash the Hobby Lobby. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Hobby Lobby Discord. You can find all the links in the description below.